You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. the next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. We have today another habitat and migration update for for you, and we're going to be speaking with our friend and frequent guest, Aaron Yetter, waterfowl ecologist with the Forbes Biological Station up in Illinois. Aaron, welcome back to the podcast. Hello, Mike. How's it going? It's going okay. I think everyone in this part of the world is ready for a really uh, is ready for a change in the weather. Uh, preferably on the cold side of things. And so that's probably going to be part of our discussion today. You you guys up there fly your aerial surveys. I think it's still, you're still doing them weekly this time of year, right? That's correct. We start in early September and go through the midwinter inventory the first week of January. Okay. it's I have to always remind myself of that because states do it differently, different frequencies, but y'all are one of the few that do these weekly surveys and have been for a number of years. So you provide us with one of the more regular and frequent sources of data on what you're seeing in terms of duck migrations this time of year. So uh, you're pretty popular in that regard, and we, want, we wanted to have you back on and just tell us what you're seeing. I think you actually flew the survey yesterday. We are recording this on December 11th, a Friday. So was it yesterday, the 10th, when you flew the survey? Yeah, that's correct. We we started to fly the survey on Tuesday the 8th, but the, the weather deteriorated too fast and we had to regroup. And so we flew on the 10th. Um, and so these numbers are hot off the press. Uh, very good. I guess to set this up for us, tell us what the weather has been like there in Illinois and in, in your in your area here over the past week or so. After Thanksgiving and late uh, 
late November there, we started to get some pretty cool nights down in the 20s. And we started to form some ice and that um, that pattern went for about a week, I guess. And, and it uh, gave us some more than sheet water, um, but we didn't really freeze hard, hard, but um, we had we had probably an inch or so of ice in many areas, maybe a little bit more than that. And the birds all kind of congregated in uh, on the December 2nd flight. Um, I had huge numbers of birds in both both the Illinois and Mississippi, Central Mississippi River, um, you know, well above, maybe even close to double what we should have had on the 10-year average. But since then, we thawed out, and uh, the last few days this week, we've been approaching uh, the mid-60s uh, for temperatures and, uh, you know, just getting down to just above freezing at night. So everything thawed out, and uh, for whatever reason, in the, in the last couple days, um, last weekend, the birds took off, or about half of them uh, took off in both rivers, it looks like. And uh, went uh, farther south. So you think there? You think some of the birds have moved farther south? And what are you seeing in terms of the species composition of the birds that that are still hanging around with you? And and I guess of those that would have departed as well. Or do you still have any of the uh, any of the earlier migrants, or are you just still dealing with most mostly mallards at this time? Um, no, we still have remarkably have a fair number of greenwing teal. Those the you know, the littlest duck is hanging around uh, the longest way outside of the mallards. Um, mallards are known for their cold hardiness, uh, but green wings and uh, still have considerable number of widgeon and shovelers. Um, most of the scop have, have uh, taken off. We do have a few scop uh, left on some of the big, big water, uh, but and uh, canvas backs are trickling in, but I, I, I think Unless I missed my mark, I think some of the camasbacks are still north of us and uh, looking to see them uh, soon because I, I, I had about 48,000 on the Mississippi River on uh, yesterday. Do you hear, you mentioned a, a few, I guess a moment ago that you think this, uh, maybe some of the birds have moved south. You've lost some of the birds perhaps uh, in a southerly direction. Do you have any indication of whether these birds may be moving east or west? You know, kind of given what we're seeing with the temperature, this little warm spell. Uh, my guess is that, you know, you talked about how last week or earlier this week you had some some ice uh, on uh, across the landscape up there, as that ice would have melted with these warming temperatures, is it possible that some of these birds are just kind of distributing laterally to make use of some of that freshly thawed water? Do we have any kind of indication of what may, what may be going on in Iowa or northern Missouri? I think we're going to talk to uh, Andy at, out of Missouri here soon, but um, any any idea about what may be happening, happening sort of laterally, Avi, there? Um, I suspect that a portion of the birds that that uh, went missing this week um, did s spread back out on the landscape to to the recently thawed water. Um, I tried uh, desperately this morning to contact some state biologists in Missouri. I called Ted Shanks uh, State Conservation Area, which holds a large number of birds, um, and Clarence Cannon Refuge, but. Um, I think a lot of the a lot of places the people are working remotely, and um, I left a message, but I didn't get a phone call back. Um, I talked to a, a biologist and friend in southeast uh, Missouri, down by Otter Slough, and 
he indicated that they did have a push of birds uh, about a week ago, which is a little bit before um, our, the birds I when I thought they left here. Um, and then some of the some of the I keep touch with some of the big clubs in St. Charles County, Missouri, and just below Quincy, and they seem to think that they still have um, that the birds didn't leave, that they're still around. So I I think it just depends on the area, but. I saw reduced numbers of birds uh, along both rivers at, at every site yesterday. All right. So we think some of the divers may still be north of us on the big water. Remind me of the type of habitats, the type of wetlands that your survey covers. Are they, is it a mix of kind of deeper water habitats and as well as the shallower moist soil? Or is, or is there a tendency for one of those wetland types to be more prominent in your, um, in your survey? I guess what I'm trying to do is get a feel for um whether we're, we're looking mostly at deeper water or, you know, kind of semi-permanent water, or is it, are, are there going to be a number of shallower areas among the areas that you survey? Yeah. Most of the, most of the areas that I survey along both rivers, other than pool 19, um, are their backwater lakes associated with the river floodplain lakes that are, um, zero to two feet deep or three feet deep on the, on the deep end. So most of them um, freeze over pretty quickly. And um, this year, especially uh, last week, the wind kind of laid. And we when, when it got down into the 20s, the wind was laying at night. So there was nothing but the birds to keep the water open. And it, it did freeze uh, pretty quickly. But Pool 19 and Upper Peoria Lake are bigger waters. And um, they... So they only had just limited amounts of ice along the fringes, um, so they stayed open. Um, they, we mentioned the canvasbacks earlier. I said we had you know, uh, forty-eight, almost 48,000 on the Mississippi, uh, most of those on Pool 19. Uh, but um, that number should be at peak, should be well over 100,000. So that's why I think there's still birds to come as far as the canvasbacks go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, that sort of leads me to what I wanted to ask you next was a brief discussion of the numbers that you that you came up with on the survey yesterday. Where are we with regard to some of the more notable species? You just talked about canvasbacks there, but let's say uh, mallards and then some of the more abundant species beyond that. Where are we with our numbers and how do they compare to what you typically see this time of year? A lot, last week we were like two to three times where we should have been on mallards, uh, more than double um, on both rivers. So we had this this big, I don't think it was a big major migration event as much as it was just everything had flooded and, and Missouri was out of their split and uh, split hunting season. So they were, everything was being hunted and what wasn't being hunted was frozen. And so the, the birds were all really piled into the refuges. Um, and so we were, we had large, almost a half a million birds last week, or mallards last week on the Miss, on the Mississippi River, and uh, almost three hundred thousand on the Illinois River. So we had very large numbers of mallards um, here. And then this week, um, when we thawed out, uh, they they departed or, or spread back out. What are the numbers this year, um, this week for mallards? If you have that handy. 
That's uh, a hundred and seventy thousand. So I lost a couple hundred thousand mallards on the on the Mississippi, and uh, the Illinois was a hundred and forty six thousand. So that was down about a hundred thousand as well, a little over a hundred thousand. Okay, well, so birds are on the move somewhere. We may not be able to exactly pinpoint where they're going if they're if they went east, west, or south. Maybe even some of them drifted a bit north. Who knows? Um, but uh, but yeah, they're. On- you and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina ProPlan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're We're conservationists conservationists. with the next generation. generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. On the move, hey, related to mallards, what do you see uh, in terms of black ducks up there in your area? Do you have a handle on that? Do you ha- do you see enough of those to to count and kind of register in your totals? Yep, there's a line for them. Um, the black ducks are usually very incidental. Um, they when you see them, they stand out uh, from above in a flock of mallards. They're they're so black mm-hmm. and so dark that they really do pop out. But um, I had. 25 on the Mississippi yesterday and 120 on the Illinois. So there, there's a few spots that they tend to con- congregate in those really small numbers, but there's a few spots on the, on the Illinois that they'll stop at that you see them routinely and uh, one or two spots on the Mississippi. I was talking with a friend about this later or um, earlier this week, just about how the, uh, how black duck numbers have maybe declined at some of the more southerly wintering locations. Do you notice when you look back through your, your database, do you see that decline in black ducks, uh, black ducks wintering at your latitude? Historically, I, I'm sure we know ne- we have never had very many black ducks in, in this part of the world. Um, they're, they're usually just some incidentals. Um, you know, if you see two or 300 at one location, that's, that's a pretty good number and something to get excited about. Um, but as far as, you know, maybe back in Belrose's day, there might've been in, in the forties and fifties, there might've been a lot more black ducks, but, um, but 
in, at least in the last 16 years, uh, the black ducks are pretty minimal. Okay, so the change that would have occurred probably predates the time, some of the more recent times. Um, anyway, that's a that's a interesting species that we'll talk about at some point here. Aaron, uh, let's see what would what would be the second most numerous duck that you would have counted uh, this week behind mallards. I'm guessing mallard would have been the most abundant on your survey. What would have been second most abundant? Mallards are abundant and closely followed. Well, I had 66,000 pintails and 50,000, 51,000 green wings. So the pintails will hang in on this, on those southern uh, clubs uh, down just above St. Louis, and they'll hang in there until it gets really cold. And everywhere else, they kind of bug out. Uh, the Illinois River only had 16,000. So there's the, the pintails, for whatever reason, will hang out with the mallards down there in St. Charles County, Missouri, but everywhere else they kind of get, get out of the way. Mm, that's interesting. Remind me here what the status of your hunting season is. I think I think I heard a couple of weeks ago that maybe, is it, has it come to a close in the northern part of your state, northern Illinois, but is it still open in southern Illinois? Do I have that right? Yeah, there. Um, our Illinois is such a, a long state, north and south. We are divided into four zones. So the north zone goes out on the 15th, which is next Tuesday. So those guys are coming quickly. Ours, the central zone where I'm at, we go out on December 22nd. And then there's a southeast zone and then a south zone. And, and those may go all the way to the end of the framework, or I know they're going to mid to late January. Um, they don't even come in until uh, around Thanksgiving up here, some those southern zones. Yeah, those southern zones are more uh, are closer to what, uh, what I'm accustomed to down here in either Tennessee or Mississippi or, or Louisiana, where I've been over the past few years. So I'm familiar with those later dates. Uh, so, okay, but it sounds like all zones in, uh, in your state still have a bit more a bit more opportunity to go. What have you heard here lately with regard to hunting success? I know we talked about this briefly on a previous episode. Uh, or is it just, is it, I would imagine it's kind of hit or miss given the the weather pattern that we're in. Is is that what you're hearing? Well, I know it's my worst duck season ever, and it's probably Illinois' worst duck season in quite a while. It's, um, I'm 55 years old, and it's my worst duck season. Um, it is, uh, some of the clubs had a really, really good start. In fact, a lot of places had a really, really good start. I, I talked to one club, um, they shot a thousand ducks in the first 20 days and shot less than 200 ducks in the next 20 days. So it's, uh, they, they had a, they had a good season, uh, but it's, it's not ending well. And this is the time of year where a lot of the clubs will, as everything starts freezing up, um, the mallards start to work better. Um, in search of food because everything's their natural food sources are getting frozen and uh, they they tend to work better. But the long range forecast, uh, we're supposed to get a little bit of cold weather Sunday night and a little bit of weather this afternoon tomorrow as far as rain and snow up here. But uh, it's it's going to warm back up, I believe, and um, we're not going to have the cold weather to finish the season strong. That's what I was afraid of is what I, I was afraid you were going to tell me. It, and it sounds like your experience there is similar to what I've heard from some other folks here at similar latitudes and even farther south. Actually, even farther south, I've heard some uh, they 
haven't even had much of a good start. Um, some of the mid-latitude and northern states were at least able to take advantage of of that early cold spell we had, but that was obviously rather short-lived. Uh, and so, yeah, we're at that at that time of the year where we need some additional weather to get these birds moving and we need that weather to come around um, and, and be with us for a while. Unfortunately, like you, I've been looking at the weather forecast and I don't see any of that long sustained cold weather uh, on the way, but um, I guess we can, as we usually do, hope that the weather forecasters are going to get it wrong and that we'll have a major <laughs> unexpected change here. But um, Aaron, that's, I, I think we've covered the high points. Anything else that you wanted to, that worth talking about here based on what you saw from your surveys, habitat, or, I mean, it's, I guess maybe that last part is something we can talk about. Uh, the, I, it's been quite dry in Mississippi, Arkansas, parts of Missouri, Louisiana. Uh, I, I think we've got some rain on the landscape, some water on the landscape here lately. I still think we need uh, uh, quite a bit more, though, to get us where we need to in those states. What, what do the habitat conditions look like there in Illinois? pretty dry. Um, there's a, a, one of my colleagues that said the other day, it's going to be a great, uh, going to, going to be a great spring migration because there's a lot of food that still doesn't have water on it. So, um, I think as we, as the, the normal weather pattern resumes and we, uh, the rivers start to come up and flood the backwaters and, and that kind of thing that, uh, next, next February and March that we'll have a uh, pretty phenomenal number of birds return and, and, and use those resources. But we're dry as a dry right now. Well, okay, Aaron, that's going to wrap it up for us here. I appreciate you joining us here on the podcast again. I, and I appreciate you joining us earlier in the year. This will probably be the last time we speak with you. Well, probably until next year, because I doubt we'll, I doubt we'll get on the phone between now and the end of the year and you wrap up your surveys uh, in early January. And um, then we will be on to talking in some of the other states that are going to be conducting their surveys. So this will probably be the last time we talk until 2021. So um, from from all of us here at the Ducks Unlimited podcast, I just want to say thank you for your time and, and kind of sharing the results from your surveys with us. Um, sometimes we have to go through a bit of technical difficulties in order to connect on these shows, but you've been very patient and persistent. We appreciate that. And from all of us here, we want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and look forward to catching up with you sometime next year, Aaron. All right. Well, thank you and happy holidays to yourself. A special thanks to our guest on today's episode, Aaron Yetter, waterfowl ecologist with the Forbes Biological Station, the Illinois Natural History Survey. We appreciate his time and sharing the results from their recent waterfowl survey. As always, we thank our producer, Clay Baird, for the great work that he does with these podcasts. And then to you, the listener, we thank you for your time and your support of the podcast, and most importantly, your support, passion, and commitment to wetlands and waterfowl conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. 
Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Mossy Oak has partnered with Ducks Unlimited to bring you Shadowgrass Habitat, the official camo of Ducks Unlimited. Shadowgrass Habitat pays homage to the first waterfowl-specific camo pattern ever made, Mossy Oak Shadowgrass, while incorporating the most realistic, digitally accurate images of the natural habitats that make up true waterfowl habitat. Mossy Oak is committed to conservation as its highest priority. With the launch of Mossy Oak Shadowgrass Habitat, Mossy Oak will continue funding habitat protection projects through our longtime partnership with Ducks Unlimited. Check out the new Shadowgrass Habitat pattern at mossyoak.com. Step into the world of Campus Waterfowl, a community that's shaping the future of the hunting industry. At Campus Waterfowl, we're more than just hunters. We're students. We're, students. we're conservationists. We're conservationists. With the next generation. next generation. Join us as we highlight the dedication and commitment of young hunters nationwide. Visit CampusWaterfowl.com to become part of our story. Campus Waterfowl, the future of hunting starts here. We are the Ducks Unlimited Nation. United by our passion for hunting, the outdoors, and conservation. The habitats that Ducks Unlimited have been maintaining and building since 1937 have effects far beyond the duck hunting community. Follow along with our YouTube series as we tell your stories and become part of the Ducks Unlimited Nation. DU Nation. Take it outside. 